Good morning. Welcome to the Mystery Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Montreux. It is Friday, September 8th, T-minus two days until kickoff for the Redskins season. They've got the Eagles first on the schedule, so here on the pod to talk about that is one of the biggest Eagles fans I know, my good buddy Matt Graham. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Going well, man. So not only uh, are, are we dear friends and, and you're a, uh, unfortunately, an Eagles fan, um, but you're starting the Eagles podcast. Just like we have a Mr. Relevant podcast here on Bumpers and fed into iTunes, you're doing the same thing. Um, but it's brand new. Have you guys even done an episode yet? We did a test episode that we shared with only friends and family, and then we're going we're gonna to go live this week. But as you've been making fun of me this week, we're still trying to figure out the right name for it. What's the working title? Well, it was it was uh, Eagles Instant Take by Brotherly Love, but then you suggested Brotherly Pod, and I kind of like that, so we'll see. Eagles Instant Take, Brotherly Love. But you like Philly Instant Take better because then it could be Pitbull as the acronym for Philly Instant Take by Brotherly Love. Okay, <laughs> fine. Philly Instant Take by Brotherly Love is the worst name I've ever heard of anything. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> um it does the acronym is pitbull that's that's nice um, yes okay well anyway once you pick out a name for that uh our listeners probably won't listen to it anyways because they don't like the eagles um fair enough okay so let me try to theory on you um because i haven't i haven't spoken to anyone else about this but basically my theory is that the eagles are the new redskins and that's not a good thing to be so uh Here's kind of the, 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 the data to support that argument. One is um, the Chip Kelly experiment. That was very Redskins. That was very Steve Spurrier. Uh, two is uh, that they you know, had back-to-back losing seasons. That's very Redskins. Three is the Eagles have lost to the Redskins five times in a row, losing to a division rival. Again, very Redskins. Um, oh, four is trading all those draft picks for Carson Wentz. The Skins did that with RG3. Very Redskins. So, how do you feel? How do you feel about your team being, you know, bottom of the barrel like mine? I was feeling better about the Eagles until you told me all that. Now, now I feel pretty bad about it. <laughs> but I, you know, I think I think one of the big differences is I think like I, the 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 inexactness of the Kirk Cousins situations. I know you think Kirk Cousins is, is good enough to be a starting quarterback, but I know, uh-huh. I know the Redskins base is divided. Uh-huh. Whereas the, the Eagles base, Eagles base is firmly behind Carson Wentz, whether he's a franchise quarterback, it, it remains to be seen, but the Philly base is fully behind him. He's probably the most pro- uh, popular athlete in Philadelphia right now. And I think, you know, the, the season is make or break with him. And I think everything starts with him and everything ends with him. And if he has a good year, I think, you know, the Eagles could surprise some people. I think the only good thing about Carson Wentz is all of the nicknames, like Winsylvania and Wagon and whatever. You probably know more than I do. Yeah, um, there, there's, a, there's a plethora. But, yeah, there's definitely a Wentz wagon in Philadelphia. I think there's, there's – <laughs> which is so unlike Philly, there's, there's ridiculous amount of optimism. Well, why? Because he was really good at the start of last year, but overall, like the body of work for his rookie season, I, I mean, you would know better than me, but it didn't seem that great. I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, the first month of the season, he looked like he was the, the true franchise quarterback. 
And then, you know, the last 10 games was a totally different team and a totally different Carson Wentz. I think Lane Johnson had a lot to do with it. That suspension really, really affected the line and really f affected his protection. And then he got sloppy with his mechanics, which is something he worked on in the offseason. So I think that's a big part of it. And I think Philly fans are just desperate. I mean, it's been a while since they've had a, a guy that they can root for that feels like one of their own. You know, the whole North Dakota background, it just fits in perfectly for Philly. Blue-collar guy, those are the guys that always do well in Philly, a guy who works hard. Those are guys who always do well in Philly. So I think he, he fits all the characteristics that makes him a, a Philadelphia star, and I think that's why they're so optimistic. On the field is, we'll see, but he had a great training camp. You know, he worked on his mechanics. I think, you know, he has the tools. It's just whether he can put it together on the field. Who is the guy who was, I think, I guess he was like the backup left tackle for the Eagles when Lane Johnson went out. I think uh, Ryan Kerrigan had like four sacks against, the, against somebody who was like the backup tackle. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, they were, uh, they were like, yeah, that one game when he came in and, and was the starter. I think yeah. it was the rookie, the, the I want to say he was the third round pick. Um, but yeah, he was he was crushed in the Philadelphia media that following week, and rightfully so. And yeah. so was and so was Doug Peterson. Um, I think it was Vitai, wasn't it Vitai? That I think sounds it was, right. I remember being yeah. a, like an odd name. Um, that yeah, guy should, should never be heard from again. Um, yeah, that that's I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Um, but yeah, he Peterson was really crushed of putting in a rookie in that situation. So um, you How know do you that. What about Peterson? I mean, this is his second year, is that right? Or third year? Yep, second year. So there's a lot of drama this week, uh, or maybe I just think there was a lot because I listened to the to the Ringer podcast. Yeah, the Ringer Network has been crushing the Eagles this week. Yeah, so like, <laughs> how do you feel about Peterson and, and like the role he plays in, in Wentz's development and really just like the overall direction of the team? Well, I think, you know, no one's going to uh, pretend that, that Doug Peterson's the next Bill Belichick. That's just not who he is. You know, but he seems like a, a, he seems like a guy who can at least manage a team well enough. And I think, you know, he is a good enough offensive coordinator. Frank Reich, they, had, they have DiFilippo, the quarterback's coach, that the Jets try to steal his offensive coordinator. And, you know, Jeff Lurie, the owner, wouldn't let them. So, you know, I think he has a great QB coach, a great offensive coordinator. You know, so I think the development is, and I think Doug Peterson has been known to develop quarterbacks. That's his MO. So I think he's in good hands with Doug Peterson from that perspective. Can he be a head coach? That's still TBD. We'll find out this year. Because who, who has he developed? I, I don't really, I'm not like familiar with his background. It, wasn't he with the Chiefs? Yeah. I mean, and he's, he's giving credit kind of making Alex Smith at least a competent quarterback. And that's, you know. Gotcha. Alex Smith doesn't have the gifts of Carson Wentz. You okay. know, he played great last night, but I think in general, you know, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith, and I think he made him at least a, a competent quarterback. So Doug Peterson gets a lot of credit for him. I, and, and you know, Brett Favre always credits Doug Peterson kind of be helping him develop when uh, they're both playing together, as, and, and then that's when Reed was there. So there's that whole connection there. There you go. That's a good one. The bluest of the blue collar. Uh, but Alex Smith looked – phenomenal last night <laughs> the goat slayer um another thing that held wins back last year was the receivers uh the 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 guys that the eagles had i think combined for like 50 drops or something ridiculous they brought in um tory smith from san francisco and alshon jeffrey from chicago do you feel a lot better i mean those are big names but i'm not they haven't 
I mean, yeah, Jeffrey's had times where he's produced, but I'm not sure that they're like big difference makers. They're better than what they had last year. Yeah. Which was not much of anything. And there was one game, you know, that really kind of was the, the microcosm of the problem with them the entire season. Nelson Aguilar just lined up illegally, which no wide receiver does. They have a huge touchdown to Zach Ertz for something like 55 yards to keep them in the game against Seattle. Called back on the very next series, Nelson Aguilar drops the ball wide open over the middle. That was that was the Eagles wide receiving court in a nutshell, just making <laughs> boneheaded plays and then dropping balls left and right. So, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, if he stays healthy, he's the number one receiver. Whether he can stay healthy, we don't know. But it's worth taking a shot. It's a one-year deal. It's nothing that's going to harm them, and it, it, it's worth taking a shot. Torrey Smith seems to be healthy again. You know, in the preseason, he looks like he has that speed, as you know, and he's that – Deshaun Jackson, which we've been missing ever since, and I think you guys will miss this year. And then, you know, Nelson Aguilar in the slot feel, feels like a lot better than Nelson Aguilar as a number one receiver. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, Zach Ertz is where, you know, the bread and butter of when Carson is in trouble, he's going to go to Ertz or Darren Sproles on third down. So he still has his 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 security blankets that are, that are Ertz and Sproles. While we're on receivers, how glad are you to see Deshaun Jackson out of the division? Oh, ecstatic because you know he was extra bitter about playing the Eagles so he would always have his best games against the Eagles and when you said they won five in a row a big reason is because Deshaun would always have at least one big play yeah I, I haven't I, I don't have the, my computer in front of me because I'm driving as a podcast host does um, <laughs> but I feel like Deshaun Jackson's games against the Eagles were probably like I don't know like five touchdowns in six games or something <laughs> like that uh, big play after big play he just tore it up I mean, yeah, yeah, Deshaun Jackson, he, he can have a chip on his shoulder very easily. So if you, if you release him and start dirty rumors about him, I think he's going to have a, have, a, have a price to pay every time you play him. So one thing, I mean, the Eagles were 7-9 last year. Their expected record based on points for and against was more like 9-7. and seven. Uh, The defense was really highly rated, especially by like, football outsiders advanced now had them at like fourth overall is that the level of defensive play you're expecting this year i think they have a possibility to be a top five defense i think their secondary is better than last year the secondary was awful last year but then for some reason buffalo decided to give them one i think one of the best cornerbacks in the league ronald darby and i think we got him for a pretty pretty fair deal i know a lot of people were saying the Bills got the better idea of that deal, but I feel like Ronald Darby is a starting number one cornerback, and those are hard to come by in this league. So that's something we didn't have last year. Uh, Jalen Mills is the other starting cornerback, probably. He's a little more of a question mark. He was a seventh-round pick. This is his second year, but he was supposed to go a lot higher. And then, you know, the safeties are still some of the best in the league, especially Malcolm Jenkins. And then up front, you know, that's where the money's to be made. You know, Fletcher Cox is still one of the best interior linemen in the league. You have Brandon Graham on the outside. So, you know, they have, they have the possibility to be really good. And did, have any of your defensive starters, any of your safeties maybe, unexpectedly retired one week before the season? <laughs> no, they all still like playing football. <laughs> okay. Good, good. That's, that's what you want to avoid, typically, is to have a second-round pick and just decide he doesn't want to play football anymore at age 22. Not that I'm bitter about that. Um, okay, so we had uh, Burgundy Blog on the podcast last night, uh, kind of t looking at this Redskins-Eagles game from, from the Redskins side of things. I think he 
predicted like a 24-21 Redskins victory. Either way, he was looking at it as like a, a really even matchup that on a neutral field, you know, maybe Philly would get advantage. Playing at FedEx, you know, gives the, the skins a little bit of an advantage. Uh, what's your pick? My pick is right around the same. I, you know, I picked the Eagles to slightly win, but I'm in right in the same ballpark. Three point game sounds right to me. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be very close. I think, you know, I can't believe the line. It may have moved, but last time I saw the Eagles were favorites as a road dog. That surprises me. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think the Redskins should still be a three point favorite. You know, I think it's going to come down to the end of the game. It's just who makes the big plays, you know, and I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, does Wentz make a big play to win the game? Does Cousins make a big play? Or as we both know with both these quarterbacks, do they make a terrible throw for, a, you know, an interception that turns the game? You know, I think all those are high probabilities. I give the slight edge to the Eagles only because I think they have the, the, the better defense. Yeah, I mean, it's, un, it's not easily quantified, but uh, the Eagles seem to be kind of like trending up into this season, whereas the Skins seem to be like trending down. I don't know that there's... There's just not a lot of enthusiasm for the Redskins in 2017. Like, they've they came off two straight decent seasons. You know, nine and seven, eight seven and one last year. I don't like the general population seems to have them slightly downgraded heading into 17. So that makes sense that the Eagles would be slightly favored. Well, I think in today's NFL, either you have to have a franchise quarterback or just like a stunningly good defense to have a shot. And I think, you know, both of these teams, it's it's to be ter- determined if they have one or the other. You know, if you have one of the two, you have a shot. If you have two of the two, you have a real shot. And I think with both teams, it's like we may, we may have 0-2, but like hopefully we have one of the two. When was it the Ravens won the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco? Because that seems like 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my hope. That's, like, pretty much all my hope. Because other than, like, Joe Flacco, it's always, like, you know, the Bradys and the Rodgerses of the world that are winning the Super Bowls. Well, um, I think, or the, I mean, Eli Manning with the Giants is the same way. Eli yeah. Manning and Joe Flacco, both during the regular season, are very average quarterbacks, and they get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden they, they play great, and they're, their defense plays lights out, and that, that's how they won those Super Bowls. True. And you know what? Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, like, he was he was like inferior to Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins at the time that he was winning that Super Bowl. It was just their defense was so good. So I guess you yeah, only have exactly. to go back like two years. Problem yeah. is for the Skins, they have like super shitty defense. <laughs> the Eagles might have a shot. The Eagles might have a shot. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, I don't even know where to tell our listeners to find your podcast with the terrible name. Um, you'll just you'll just you'll just tweet about it when it's officially live. How's that? Philly instant take brotherly love. Is that right? <laughs> no, Eagles, Eagles. We're only going to talk about Eagles. Eagles instant take brotherly love. <laughs> oh my god, you got to keep the name just cuz it's so bad. <laughs> you're 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 a sharper dude. Than this. You can come up with something better. I've worked with you, man. You you've done much better work. You were always way more into the, you you're always way more than the names than I was, and like I said, the the inspiration was Game of Thrones podcast by Ball Ball Move. You have to know what it is for for us newcomers. All right, well, uh, if our listeners can't find you there, they can find you on Twitter. I believe it's at Graham MT. Yep, at Graham MT, and I just I wish you terrible luck on Sunday, my friend. <laughs> Hopefully, it's because it was better for you than that first Chip Kelly game. Oh, God, that's a flashback to a, to a dark time. 
All right, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy the season. All right, see ya.